0: This leads us to believe that there's a lack of authenticity with a person that changes their mind. Then sows the seed of doubt in terms of, well, I can't trust them because they don't even know what's going on or they keep changing their mind. And now for something completely different. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. From the JavaBud.com studios in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, United States of America, the now world leader in coronavirus cases, this is the Surrounded by Idiots radio podcast. I'm Tony DeFrame, PhD. Welcome in. I hope you are safe. This show is about changing minds, and it's more about the seeds of doubt that are being sown into the scientific process of trying to figure this whole thing out. And it's a huge problem, and it's creating a lot of divisiveness. And given the fact that you're listening to this, more than likely you kind of get this, or you understand the process of figuring stuff out from a scientific perspective, which is called the scientific method. Now, the problem is, is that over the years, we've been sort of manipulated or pointed into a direction from a political standpoint to where if somebody changes their mind on something, it means they're wishy-washy or they're indecisive or you can't trust them. It's a trust thing. It's a belief thing. And that flows perfectly into the situation that we have right now because we have a novel virus, which means it's brand new, although it's a part of the SARS strain, which has been around for quite some time. In trying to figure out what it is and how to deal with it, you have to go through the scientific method. Now, with this method, as you in the research or science or medical community know, there's a lot of guessing at the beginning, and there's a lot of assumptions, and there's a hypothesis that you go through. Basically, the scientific method has been around since like the 1600s, and it's the way science works, and it's the way you figure out certain things in regards to how viruses work and then how to deal with them. It's extremely complicated, and there are so many variables to deal with. And it all comes from an initial guess at first, and then you research around the guess, and then you create studies around that, and then you look at the conclusions, and then you try to replicate the conclusions, which means you, ha- you try to do the research a number of times to get the same result, so then you say, okay, well then this seems to work. That's the scientific method. Now, in the method itself, there's a lot of hypothesis modification, or in general terms, changing your mind. And it's the fact that this new virus has a lot of different quirks to it that the scientific community doesn't know how to work with yet has resulted in a lot of mind changing or directive changing as we've gone through this. And if you remember, towards the very beginning of this, the WHO, the World Health Organization, indicated that you may not have to wear masks if you aren't symptomatic. Well, this is before they learned a lot. And the fact that it is now airborne, And you can be asymptomatic, which means you don't have to show any symptoms of being sick. And you can still get people sick. And the scientists are scrambling, and there's so many of them trying to figure this out. And they're going through the scientific process. Can you see how this is being used politically to create a lot of doubt, to get people to believe, to support their position, to keep them in power? Because over the years, and not just in the United States, but worldwide in a lot of different cultures... We've been conditioned to hold politicians and corporate executives and other leaders accountable for their, and here it is, consistency of positions. I mean, in political debates, candidates will often point out that the rival has changed their mind on a particular subject over the years. And because of our basic animal binary black and white type of thinking or zero sum or either or thinking that a lot of people still operate in all the time, this leads us to believe that there's a lack of authenticity with a person that changes their mind. Then sows the seed of doubt in terms of, well, I can't trust them because they don't even know what's going on or they keep changing their mind. So this brings up a great example that I have from one of my favorite shows in the world, Parks and Recreation, and it has to do with Leslie Knope. She's the main character, and she is the deputy director of the Parks Department in Pawnee, Indiana, a little town. She's also a councilwoman, and she was at a council meeting and somebody came in and indicated to her that somebody in her Parks and Rec department tweeted out a very not safe for work or a very inappropriate tweet for the Parks department. So her initial reaction, sitting around the table with the rest of the councilmen, well, it was probably just a board team that hacked into the system and threw that out there. Well, then she went back to the office and did a little bit of research and realized it was actually Donna's tweet. Donna's one of the workers in the department, and it was meant for her private Twitter account, But she forgot to log out of the Parks and Rec account. So given the fact a lot of the councilmen on the board don't like her, they decided to make a big thing out of this and they started a hearing on the matter and brought Leslie Nope in to face the wrath of this terrible thing happening with the Parks Department. So she went in and she testified in front of the council that it was actually a tweet from one of her workers that mistakenly didn't log out of the account And they immediately accused Leslie of being a flip-flopper and someone who could not be trusted. So Leslie indicated that she changed her mind because of new information. Just like when she was a kid, she believed chocolate milk came from brown cows, but then she flip-flopped when her mom told her it was from chocolate syrup. So now we have a situation where the scientific community is rallying around and being called on to save humanity, basically, from this virus but it's being politically doubted and scrutinized because a lot of people still operate in a very binary, straight line way, A to B to C to D. There's not a lot of dimension to their thinking and they're very easily manipulated. And when that happens, and when you train a mind that way, the only way the mind is okay with anything is if it has answers. It needs answers like right now. And especially with something with so much fear and so much death associated with it, which is the virus. And this leads to the binary thinking or that fearful person into instant doubt about expertise when they keep changing their mind. Well, this in turn pushes the person who needs an answer to cling to a piece of data or information that's been thrown out there from a political position as the true fact, even though as the research conclusions go on, it's not fact at all. There's no basis of truth in it whatsoever. And of course, the political motivation is to keep people all grouped together. It's for power. Because all the leaders have to do to sow the seeds of doubt is just to say, hey, look what they're doing. The prior conclusions weren't correct, and they just don't know. So just rely on our conclusion of the situation because we have, and here it is, consistency in our position. And what happens? The binary thinkers totally buy into that because it provides an answer and an outlet to project the fear and anxiety during this particular situation. And that's why using Kung flu or the Wuhan flu is very powerful in this with certain people because it creates an enemy. It creates a place where you can project all of that fear and that anger and that frustration about your life being turned upside down. It projects it on that It projects it on them. It makes an us versus them situation. And of course, we all know here that that's nonsense. And it's not about that. It's about trusting in the scientific method to peel back the layers of the onion as we go through this, revealing more and more information. And when more and more information comes in in regards to, oh, it's chocolate syrup that makes the chocolate milk, then you need to change your directive. You need to change your mind which leads to different actions in order to get to where you want to go. Sadly, the scientific method doesn't work for the political leadership. So what they're going to do is they're going to bash it in terms of its inconsistency at every turn. And that's exactly what's happening now. And it's creating so many problems and so much divisiveness. I wanted to find a parable or a verse to show the power of changing your mind. And interestingly enough, I have a Bible verse for you. This is from Matthew 21. And it's Jesus talking to a horde of people that are having a problem because he just said prostitutes and tax collectors around him that want to have their sins forgiven can do so. So he said, Okay, everybody, sit down. I got a little story for you. Once upon a time, there was a man who had two sons. And he went to the first son and he said, Son, go and work in the vineyard. I will not said the son. But later, he actually changed his mind, and he went out there, and he started working. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. The other son answered, okay, I will. Let's do it. But he did not go. So then Jesus turns to the horde of binary thinking people, and he said, all right, which of the two sons did what his father wanted? And the group said, well, the first. So then Jesus nodded, yeah, exactly. And he said, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. So even after one of his messengers, John the Baptist, coming in, telling them Seeing the effects of this new information that John had provided them, seeing the prostitutes and the tax collectors switching over, it still didn't convince the rest of the people. Even with all this new information, they didn't change their mind. And he basically said, you have a perfect example of the prostitutes and the tax collectors changing their mind, changing their life. And John saying, you're going to get into the kingdom of God and everybody else Still not believing it. That's the power in changing your mind. I want to leave you with a call to action. It's not a typical call to action. It's just a little quote to keep in your head. And I think given everything that's going on and the divisiveness, I think it's very important for us to stay grounded and understand and trust the process. And at the same time, understand there's a lot of people out there who legitimately almost can't get it in regards to understanding because they're so scared about their way of life and their life itself ending. That's all they see right now. And that's why they're freaking out about stuff. And I think for us, a very important nugget to keep in our pocket every day is to seek always to know right, not to be right. Because seeking to be right doesn't allow you that space to change your mind. But seeking to know right fits right into that entire scientific process of as the layers of the onion peel away, and new information is out there, we can synthesize or bring it in, and then we can modify our positions on things. That is awareness. That is perspective. That's the show for this week. I hope things are great. I just finished my audiobook, which took forever to finish. And if you've purchased a hard-copy version of Idiots, send me an email, let me know, and I will send you the audiobook for free, because I didn't have it available at the time that you could have purchased it. You can go to jabbabud.com, J-A-V-A-B-U-D for everything else. Whatever platform you happen to be listening on right now, can you please rate and review? It makes a huge difference. Any comments, questions, or concerns, you can also shoot me a message, tony at com. This is a very difficult time for all of us, not only financially, but also mentally. So be there for each other. If you need help, reach out. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Too tired to pretend. I don't wanna be alone. I'm calling off. All-